Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Metaphysical Life, the show that guides you through various breathwork techniques, meditations, and interesting wellness chats. I'm your host, Fiona Thompson, and I'm here to share some guided inspiration to help you live your life a little more optimally. Let's get metaphysical, metaphysical, let me hear your mind, body, spirit talk. So welcome back to another episode of A Metaphysical Life. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Coach Amy. Coach Amy is a Canadian-born pro-female fighter who has been living overseas for over 16 years now. She is the owner and head coach of Empowered Clubhouse, the Philippines' first and only women's-only boxing clubhouse where she empowers not only women, but also the Little Sisters, a group of underprivileged girls, many of which are human trafficking victims. Her outreach program, The Little Sisters Project. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. Tell me a little bit more about yourself and what's going on. What do you like? What do you love? And what brought you here today? (laughs) Everything. Everything in between. Um, Yeah. Fiona and I know each other from Canada, Canada from Clancy's Boxing from when we were doing boxing there. I've been doing boxing for about, I think that's going to age me, about 18 years. <laughs> that's <was like> crazy. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a young spring chicken anymore, but I've been doing boxing for about 18 years. Unlike most people, I got into boxing because of a, a very violent attack. And uh, I got into boxing for self-defense. And that has really shaped me into who I am today. And what I do and why I do. And so whenever people ask me to inter, like introduce themselves, I'm just like, I, I have to bring up boxing because like my life wouldn't be the same uh, without boxing, you know? And I hate when people are like, oh, it's just a sport. I'm like, get that to the wrong person because it, it, it is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle yeah. and it is a passion. And for me, it's also a way that I'm empowering women through that sport. You know, like you see when, you, I'm sure you felt that the first time you put your gloves on, you felt like, like, like superhero, you know, and so uh, now I'm using that to also empower the women here in the Philippines, empower uh, little sisters, which are underprivileged girls, one of which is my um, assistant, actually, who I have uh, now brought on as a full-time assistant. Boxing, <laughs> coffee, and fur babies are my life. <laughs> and, uh, speaking of coffee, I'm waiting for my coffee to arrive now. Yeah, yeah you're I waiting just, for uh, delivery. <laughs> All right, because what so time I, is it there, Amy? It's about 11 o'clock in the morning. So AM. Yeah. (laughs) So 11 AM in the Philippines and it's 10, about 10 PM here in Toronto. Before we dive right in, I always pick a tarot card. So today's deck I chose is the universe has your back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And this is the card. So it reads true healing occurs when I give myself permission to feel whatever feelings live below the triggers. I have too much to say about that, but no, I, I agree. I agree with that because I feel like a lot of people have different kind of um, defense mechanisms for dealing with pain and with challenges and struggles. And I know that during the pandemic, I've always been like, I've always prided myself, prided myself on being very resilient and very like stubborn and, and persistent. And I found like um, during the pandemic, I, I discovered that my kind of pain mechanism for dealing with tr- struggles is to make myself, I have like high functioning social anxiety is basically yeah. what they've said I have. Yeah. <laughs> so people are like, wow, you're so busy. I'm like, 
Yeah, but the busier I am, it's actually the worst for me. You know, so people are like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. I'm like, yeah, because I'm dealing with a lot of, can I say shit? Yeah, you can say whatever. Okay. Yeah, so I'm dealing, I'm, dealing, fine. <laughs> I'm dealing with a lot of shit. And so I realized that. And then it wasn't until people were like, Amy, you know, for someone that's going through a pandemic as a small business owner and as a foreigner living overseas, you're, you're dealing with this really well. And then I kind of like, thought about that you know and, and Noella had commented about too and I was like you know what I think that is just like a mask for me not dealing with my emotions and yeah. dealing with what is the root of the problem the problem isn't I have so many things to do the, the real the problem is I'm doing so many things because of something else so yeah, yeah. that card is like yeah totally sums up my whole like pandemic life yeah. right? you know? so, for sure oh, awesome thank you on that's, your that's wow that's good <laughs> And that was, that was a random, no, it's hit, true. you know, so sometimes you, you know, the oh, universe wow. picks the card for you. So I was just like, when I, even when I read it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to read that to Amy. She's going to want to punch me in the face. <laughs> Girl, you got to weave when you punch it through. <laughs> Let's get to like the interview questions. So fill in this blank. Today, I am most grateful for blank. Today, I am most grateful for Noelle. Noel. Yeah, I would say that because my boyfriend, the cute little Filipino, well, he's not little, but <laughs> Filipino downstairs. Um, I feel like um, everyone needs some kind of, I don't, I don't want to say security blanket. So everyone kind of needs some kind of person support. that has their back. Support. And like, yeah, supports. You definitely need yeah. a support system. And, and again, I feel like this pandemic has been so incredibly challenging and uh I've learned so much about not only myself like not only people around me but more so like about myself and how I deal with struggles and how uh what keeps me motivated and what I really need to do to keep on bettering myself as opposed to getting stuck in the moment you know and Mm -hmm. I feel like no one at this point in my life no one knows me better than Noelle and it's it's just like so grateful to have someone who just unconditionally and, and unapologetically supports me and backs me up no matter what I do because I didn't have it in my previous relationship and um after that I was like you know what I don't need a guy I can just deal with myself but it's like no when it whether it's a boyfriend a best friend a sister a brother a mother you know everyone needs that kind of go-to person like it took me like prior to meeting it took me like 38 years to find yeah. this support system so now that I have it yeah I am very grateful so good good yeah it's yeah Noel's a great man so I'm glad like you have him (laughs) if you could pick three words to describe yourself what would they be three words overachiever (laughs) well that's like a hyphenated word but (laughs) overachiever stubborn and um persistent and are these positive yeah, words or, or would you say are these negative words? Um, I know most people think stubborn is really kind of like a negative. I feel like stubborn has been one of my biggest keys to success, I guess you could say, because I yeah. haven't given up when people say you can't do this. And I'm like, listen, just because you can't say you say I can't do it just means I can't do it with you. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. I can't do it. I just can't do it with you. You know, and so I feel like being stubborn and I think that's my Polish background has been really beneficial to who I am and with being stubborn that means I'm very passionate about what I'm doing and being 
and overachiever. I think that's a mix of good and bad because that's where my social anxiety comes in play. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good to be stubborn though, like, cause you want to do what, what's right for you. Right. You know, cause if you always listen to what everyone else is telling you what to do, it's like, you're not living your life authentically. Right. So it's like, you have to be stubborn. I'm like that too. I, when people tell me like, Oh, you can't do this. I'm like, Oh, I can't watch me, watch me, you know, watch me. Instagram it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Fill in this blank. Happiness is blank. Happiness is a four-legged baby. <laughs> My fur baby. <laughs> and which uh, which one gives you the most happiness? You can't say they. There's not a fair. They're just different. <laughs> like for example, when I wake up, when I wake up, it's Cassius because Aww. he like licks my face and he's like he wakes up like he's like a, a little dose of sunshine with fur. He's like, ah! <laughs> and then. It's Nama because she's like so happy to see me, you know, and it's like she doesn't care about anything, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bubble, I, I see Bubble and I'm like, he's a, he's a constant reminder of some of the crap that I went through with Korea yeah. and whatnot. And so it's like I look at him and I'm like, this little chihuahua can survive what we went through. Then like <laughs> I can survive. And Rousey is just like. She reminds me to stay authentic because that girl does not care that she drools and smells and grunts <laughs> and snorts. She's just like, this is me. <laughs> so they all give me a different level of happiness. Different kind of- <laughs> so the people who don't know you, what are those dogs? What kind of dogs are they? Uh, well, uh, Cassius. Cassius and Bebo are both chihuahuas. Uh, Cassius is a long-haired chihuahua. Bebo is a, a short-haired chihuahua that I actually got in Korea that has gone to... Canada and then now moved to Philippines to me. Rousey is a French bulldog and Namajunas is a Aska, like a Filipino dog. Aspen. Yeah, they're all street beautiful dog. dogs. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. Is there someone who changed the trajectory of your life? What did they say and what did they do? Oh, these are good questions. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I think that the person. <laughs> yeah, man. See, Fiona's not just beauty, she's brave, man. And biceps. <laughs> I think that one of the biggest things that someone said is probably my mother. Um, I remember my mom, I passed my mom, my mom passed away to cancer a, about a decade ago, actually. But at the time when my mom was passing to cancer and she was fighting, I lived in Korea. And so they told me, you know, if you don't come back to see your mom, this might be the last time. So I came back to visit my mom and she asked me, like, why are you so unhappy in Korea? Because I loved living in Korea. I just didn't feel like I fit in Korea. You know, I was learning the language at that time. I was like dating someone very seriously and I loved Korea, but I just felt like Korea didn't really love me. I didn't Mm -hmm. find my place. And she's She's like, you know, why are you trying to fit in there? Why don't you just do your own thing and other people will fit to you? You've never been a sheep. You've always been like a leader, right? So my mother passed away. And then after um, I I was like, you know what? I had this idea to launch my own uh, female-only boxing club, like a a group of women. And I've been holding off for so long for the right moment. There's never going to be a right moment. Forget this. Got on the plane, went back to Korea launched Flipside Fitness, which was my first company, a women's only boxing club. 
and we didn't have a training facility, but we were renting, I was renting out and by we, I mean, me, myself and I, we were <laughs> renting out a boxing studio and I was coaching people on the weekend and doing, and doing social events like barbecues and health related. So we, we'd like, let's go hiking or let's go to have a picnic or do some kind of race, like running race. And so the popularity of it grew so fast. And I was just like, you know what? The next logical step is to make a training facility for all my women. So that's how Hulk's Boxing, my uh, boxing club came into play. I had told my dad when I left Canada after like saying goodbye to my mom, like she had passed. I said, you know what? I'm going to come back when what I, when what I have in my head is a physical place and it pays for my plane to get back. And so I showed up five years, five and a half years later, because that's how long it took me to start my business, get it running, getting it up, and then successfully have paid back any loans to build it and to have be a steady income. So yeah. it all stemmed from my mom saying, you know, like, why would you want to fit in? Just do yeah. your own thing, you know, that's and great people advice. will follow you. So yeah, like, that's great advice. Good. I love yeah, that. It's good. Yeah. So yay, you know, that gave me goosebumps a little bit. That's so like that's such a nice uh, you, know, you know, that was oh I love that. I wish I met your mom. I bet I bet I'd like her a lot. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Name something you've achieved that you're most proud of. I think I'm most proud of the little sisters. Like yeah. I love, I love empowered, I love health boxing, I love flip size fitness, but Little Sisters, even though it's like relatively like a low, like it's a, still a small outreach program, I think that it's had the most impact. Even though my Boston Club in Korea had over like 300 members, I feel like in terms of the, the magnitude of impact is Little Sisters. Not, yeah. like not, not just even the girls involved, but getting people to question how they can pay it forward, how they can help out. Because I tell people, I say, you know I'm flattered that you you compliment me on little sisters, but you have to understand, I was raised by two like parents in Canada. My mom was an immigrant. And if I was just born one generation earlier, I would have had a whole different life. But I won, I won a lot lucky card in lottery, right? My my mm -hmm. I won the, the lottery of life, I guess you could say. So now how am I gonna play that card? Am I gonna just keep it for myself or gonna pay it forward and help like empower other people or you know? That's what I do with little sisters, trying to coach them in boxing and, and more so just mentoring them and trying to encourage them with confidence and whatnot and show them that other people outside of their circle are there and just trying to help them kind of break the cycle. Yeah. So I feel like that's the most proud. Yeah. I, uh, I met the little sisters when I was there in the Philippines and I just, oh, it's just like my heart, like so much gratitude. Like, you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh my God, Amy, this is such a great thing to be doing. Like, you know, mm. it's like to be giving back to these kids, like, yeah. you know, to give them a better life, to be a role model. You know what I mean? So like even just running the little boxing classes and your prayer or your chant that you say in the beginning, mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, this is you know what I mean? It's like, that was like probably one of the highlights when I was in the Philippines oh, was like going to like going to meet your little sister. So the current chapter of your life right now is teaching you about blank. Mm, the current chapter of my life is teaching me about having faith, having yeah. faith, you know, I'm not very religious or like, I think I'm more so spiritual. Like I believe in what you put into the universe you know, if you want, if you want good, put good into the university, it'll come back to you. And I, I believe that kind of like you get what you give. 
Yeah, I, but I believe in, I do believe in having faith in things. I feel, for me, I become one of those people that I, I, I launch something and I want to see the results of it right away. And I, and <laughs> I got I to trust the process. And I think that that's what is, is this current life is, this current chapter of my life is teaching me to have faith in what I'm doing. A little bit relaxed. Don't be so hyper and just trust the process. Yeah. That's like the biggest lesson. The hardest lesson too. Yeah, letting <laughs> so. letting go that 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 control, right? Just like you know, allow it to happen, to allow it to unfold, and yes. just flow yeah. naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, describe a moment in your life where you felt most alive. Mm. Most alive. I think one of the moments when I felt most alive was uh, I gave a motivational talk. One of my one of my friends from Canada had come to the Philippines, my friend Wilkin, and I was doing uh, a special guest um, talk for this large company. And we showed up there, and we like got stuck in traffic. And we showed up there, and they had like flowers for me, and they're like, "Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go!" And they're like, "Here's Coach Jamie," and it was like I felt like it was on like the Price of Right, you know? I was like, yeah! <laughs> and it was it was crazy because like I gave, I shared my story about in my life in Korea and stuff that hard times that I had there, um, not only being a foreigner, but because I used to be married. And um, my story always makes people cry when I tell them the story, but it was so great to share with these people to see that I have such a relatable story. And then after the women that came up to me and even guys that came up to me and they're like, you know what, I can totally relate with that story. And just like, I just want to yell like group hug, you know, because it, it just felt so there was such good energy and everyone was like, they felt so connected because everyone could relate with each other and they see each other. They're like, yeah, I had similar. And they're like, really? Me too. And it and it it really opened up a discussion about things that are like often taboo or like uncomfortable to talk about. And I was just so happy that they asked me to to speak and then they listened to what I said and shared what they, I said, and it really opened up so much discussion. And uh, like even after we went out for dinner after, and we're still talking about it. Uh, like there was something like I think over two hundred people or so. Wow. It was kind of crazy, you know. Wow. So it was really, really great. Like I've done quite a few motivational uh, speeches. I have another one on the sixteenth for another company, but that one particular one, it was just so great because I did have a lot of anxiety going there. Like. You know, maybe my parts of my story are inappropriate to share. Maybe they're uncomfortable. And here's my friend from Canada. Maybe he thinks it because he doesn't even know parts of the story that's really sensitive. But mm-hmm. I felt like the more I shared, the more they really just like just soaked it up and, and then released their own like energy and their own like stories and how they could relate. And it was it was just like this awesome, massive group bonding session that yeah. was like so so cool it's amazing when you share your story the people you inspire Mm -hmm. right so just that sharing the helping of other people makes you feel good too right so Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome (laughs) all right and and I would say also it's 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 also like it was also very therapeutic for me too you know because to get it out like for the longest time I kept yeah to get it out you know so it was really cool really really cool and now, so, now I'm known as now I'm known as the girl that 
uh, I, whenever they ask me for motivational speech, I'm like, depends. Do you want your clients or your company to cry? Because <laughs> I've been known to make everyone cry. <laughs> it's like, what are we in for? <laughs> okay. You're either going to sweat or you're going to cry. <laughs> well, which is both you it's it's purging like you know you're releasing the tears releasing the sweat it's you got to get rid of it you know better mm. out than in <laughs> so what character traits have you inherited from your parents and would you change them my stubbornness is definitely my mom and I okay. definitely wouldn't change that I'm very hardworking, and that's definitely from my father my father had the same job for I don't know like 40 years Every day woke up at like 6.30, was on the road by 7.30, home by like 5.30, had such a routine, but he was like, he was dedicated to helping our family. And that's what he felt his role as a father was to do. So he's very dedicated, very driven, like very hardworking. I think my compassion for people and my eagerness to help and be like empathetic is from my mom. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. So, okay. Last question, and then we'll we'll do a little breath work. Are you okay with that? I forgot to ask you. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Okay, okay. (laughs) So, last question: What would your younger self not believe about your life today? I said that I got married. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Any advice that you would give to your younger self? You know, don't have any regrets because I, even though that marriage didn't work out, um, I believe that uh, my advice to my younger self would be to have no regrets, you know, take the jump, learn how to fly on the way down and don't have any regrets because if you like who you are right now, so if you like who you are at this present moment, you have to understand that you are here and everything underneath you is what built you up here. So you have the foundation what you were born with, so to speak. And then everything in your life contributes to who you are. So if you change one thing that happened to you or one thing about yourself, you wouldn't be who you are. Yeah. You know, there's a rippling effect and it doesn't just change one thing. It definitely changes others. So, you know, you want to do something, take the jump, learn how to fly on the way down and don't have any regrets. As long as it's legal and you're not going to hurt yourself (laughs) or anyone else. (laughs) that's also important (laughs) all right awesome thank you so much amy um so let's just close it off with a little breath work you've done this one before it's easy it's the four seven eight okay so inhale for four hold it for seven and then exhale for eight so let's just let's start with three cleansing breaths if you want to close your eyes you can close your eyes or if you want to keep them open it's up to you all right so let's take a nice big breath inhale through your nose and then exhale through the mouth drop the shoulders good let's do that again whenever you're ready inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth drop the jaw good last one here nice big breath in inhale through the nose and exhale Good, so let's begin. We're gonna start with the four. Inhale for four. We're gonna hold for seven and then exhale for eight. So whenever you're ready, inhale for four. Inhale, inhale one, two, three, four. Hold it, one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, and exhale for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so go at your own pace. I'm gonna join, I'm gonna jump in. So inhale for four, hold for seven, and exhale for eight. Good, and find your own rhythm, back right into it. Inhale for four, hold for seven, and exhale for eight. Right back into it, inhale for four, hold for seven, and exhale for eight. Good, stay with it. We're gonna do a few more rounds. Inhale for four, hold for seven, and exhale for eight. Good, two more here. Inhale for four, Hold it for seven. And exhale for eight. Good, last one here. Inhale for four. Hold for seven. And exhale for eight. Good, let's close it off with three closing breaths. So come into a neutral breath. Inhale through your nose. And exhale, release through the mouth. Do that again. Inhale through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. Last one, inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. We're just rubbing the hands together to create some heat. Maybe placing the hands on anywhere you might need it right now. Maybe your eyes, your throat, your heart, your womb. Just feel that energy, feel the heat. Good, bringing your hands into prayer or in front of your heart. Just sending yourself a little love, sending yourself a little gratitude. Maybe sending someone a prayer or some positive thoughts. Anyone who might need it right now. Maybe that person is you. Good, and returning your hands back into your lap. And slowly, yet mindfully, just flutter the eyes open. Amazing. How do you feel? <laughs> 
I always, I always feel like I have tears after you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling everything out of you. <laughs> all right, Amy. So tell everyone where to find you. Like I'll leave all your handles or what's, what are you working on? What's new? Let it all out. <laughs> All right, you can find me, of course, on social media. I think we're all on social media. So at um, Dead Aim Amy, you can find the, my fan page on Facebook. My IG is Dead Aim Amy. Also, Empower Clubhouse and Little Sisters is on Facebook. Amazing. Actually, I have a, a bodybuilding show coming up um, in August, maybe July, might be changing it. You're doing bodybuilding? Oh. Yeah, I'm doing a bodybuilding show in, uh, in the summer. So I have a coach. Now I'm on a strict diet. Strict um, Every day is pain. <laughs> oh, my God. So amazing. that's my next big thing that I'm, I'm working on. So I love that. I love that. You're never like, I, I got to get some more games. You're always leveling up, you know, you know. So I love that. I can't wait to see the, the progress. Overachiever. <laughs> you know, you know, it's Awesome. So thank you so much, Amy. Um, Have a great day. Great rest of your day, start of your day. And uh, I hope to see you again soon. And in Canada or Philippines, we'll we'll make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. On that note. Thanks, Fiona. Thank you for joining me on another episode of A Metaphysical Life. Don't forget to follow along so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Sharing is caring. So please share this podcast with anyone else who might enjoy a metaphysical life. Please follow me on Instagram at metaphysical life, M-E-T-A-F-I-Z-Z-I-C-A-L underscore life. Thank you so much. And I hope you have yourself a beautiful day.